Welcome to the Traffic Calm Network. I'm your host, Bob Felt. Our program is about driving conversations, keeping traffic calm, and saving lives. Today's guest has spent the last 30-plus years making a difference in the Midwest, listening to other success stories and understanding best practices with an open mind in order to implement new programs and solutions that work. He is the engineer of traffic safety for the Michigan Department of Transportation. Please welcome Mr. Mark Bott to the program. Hi, Mark. Hello there, Bob. Uh, thank you very much for inviting me into the program. I always welcome the opportunity to talk about road safety, particularly in the state of Michigan. Great. Before we go too far, I know that you've helped bring many new ideas to the state, and you understand how crucial networks are. And we are very pleased that you agreed to be on the Traffic Calm Network as we do continue the Roadway Safety Dialogue. Whether it's ATSA, ASHTO, ITE, or MIDA in your case, connecting with others in the industry is one of the keys to success. Isn't it really about a mindset and a vision that helps drive the daily decisions in a department? Yes, it is. Absolutely, Bob. you you got to have the proper mindset. Um, you mentioned some great op, uh, organizations, and it is key to network with individuals in these organizations to find out what is working, and more importantly, what is not working in their state, and can you apply that back home? But, you know, once again, having all the answers is great. But without that drive, um, you're just not going to go anywhere. And that's where I try to have that mindset, try to be that sponge, a sponge for safety to bring back those ideas. And, you know, to me, what's really important is when you introduce a new idea, you're always going to get the naysayers. Well, this isn't going to work because of this or that. Well, okay, and that's great to find all the information because you want to find all the, what are the possible barriers and, and bust them down. But more importantly, I'd much rather try something and maybe have it not work than not to try something at all. Because you never know what successes you could have out there today on our roadways. Mark, didn't Michigan adopt the national TZD, which is Toward Zero Deaths Goal, during the time you've been at MDOT? Yes, we have, Bob. As part of um, Michigan's Strategic Highway Safety Plan, uh, it's a plan that all states are required to have. We've incorporated that vision within that plan and more importantly, uh, adopted that vision within our department that the most important number you can have on our roadway today is zero, and that is zero fatalities. Can we talk a little bit about why you think the state's efforts move the needle in the right direction? I mean, zero is a great goal, but I think with the crashes, there are still fatalities that happen. I know you're talking about things that may or may not work, but you know, what are your thoughts about the things that you have done moving that needle towards zero? A lot of it is a, a mindset out there with the motoring public. And although we're not satisfied, and in fact, we'll never be satisfied till that number is zero. If it wasn't for TZD, I would be afraid what our numbers would be on our roadways today. Yeah, we talk a lot about numbers, not only in your state, but across the country and world for that matter. And these numbers are people, I'm glad you pointed that out. I'm wondering if you can talk about in Michigan systemic initiatives that you know make a difference and then maybe outline some of them with any success stories you can think of. I know that there have been some things as a progressive state that you guys have done, and I wonder if you could talk about that. Well, absolutely. And really, we kind of came about the whole approach of systemic, or some people also like to use systematic or you know more of a network approach implying uh, safety improvements. For us, we're no different than the other DOT, Department of Transportation out there, where you dealt with the hot spots. Here's a location, um, a higher number of fatalities, serious injuries, or even total crashes than you would expect. So you put that fix out there, which is, which is fine. 
and and really i always look back to the past what you did the past was the best you could do at the time so be satisfied with that knowing you can improve upon it but the economics have caught up with us bob where years ago i could work on a roundabout maybe spend seven hundred fifty thousand dollars that same roundabout today is costing me two million dollars because of that increase there's a lot of things perhaps i could do on my total system small things but that would raise the overall level of safety of the network such that I'm having a greater impact. We're not going to ignore those hot spots. We're just going to have to find other funding sources to take care of those situations. But some of the things we've done, um, particularly in the last decade, we've implemented a cable barrier along a roadway system. We've got about 350 miles out there. We pale in comparison to other states, but once again, that does prevent 97% of the vehicles crossing the median into the other side of the roadway. Another thing we implemented is centerline rumble strips on our non-freeways. We've done that in the areas where they're um, posted 55 miles per hour or higher. Great response on those. 50% uh, reduction head-on crashes, 51% uh, reduction in fatal crashes, and then 41% reduction in our serious type crashes. When we implemented that, we also thought too, what else could we do out there? And we often tease here in the Michigan, it's the power of paint. It's amazing what a, a little paint on the roadway can influence the driver. So what we did is we, on our edge lines, went from four inch to six inches, just did it overnight as part of our uh, annual restriping program. And we were involved in a study done by uh, Dr. Paul Carlson of TTI at the time. And when he looked at several states, including ours, he saw a 15 to 36% reduction in fatal and injury crashes. So those are just some of the examples we're doing out there uh, on a system-wide basis. Um, we're doing some other things too where we want to more importantly keep the driver on the roadway so we're improving delineation along our curves, brighter signs, reflective strips on the uh, signposts. Uh, another effort that we're coming from is looking at the data itself and what are some of our issues? And some for us, Bob, some of the issues are at our uh, intersections, particularly our rural areas. You don't have a traffic signal out there. You've got either a four-way stop or a two-way stop condition. Either A, the driver is not seeing the stop sign, so they're going through it and, and inadvertently resulting in a crash. So we're doubling up the stop signs, doubling up the stop aheads, putting reflective strips on there. But also, too, is an issue we've noticed where people stop and then for some unknown reason they're pulling out in front of other traffic well maybe they don't realize it's a what type of a stop is it they might think it's an always stop and are pulling out so we're going to put signs below the stop signs that say crossroad traffic does not stop which many states do but for us the novel idea is we're going to put that same sign across the intersection below the stop sign once again a little reminder for that driver so hopefully they see it Hopefully they're not impatient and they'll pull out in traffic when it's safe to do it. Well, we really appreciate what you're doing in a lot of cases. I would define what Michigan's doing as proactive. I know sometimes you have to be reactive, like if you have to address some data concerns in a particular area with a high crash location. But I think being proactive and challenging what you're doing and continuously wanting to improve all make a difference. So I thank you for those specific things that you're working on. Before we wrap up, I've heard 
historically that traffic safety actually had three E's that were part of it. Then I heard it was four. And I swear someone told me that you, Mark, said there were five E's of traffic safety. I wonder if you could just a little bit go back to the three or four, tell us what they are. And then if there, in fact, is a fifth E of traffic safety, let us know what that is, too. Yeah, I'd be happy to do that, Bob. It, it goes back to originally in the whole area of safety, we always talked about the three E's, engineering, enforcement, and education. And obviously, as I myself as an engineer, it's, to me, that's pretty obvious. Those are the things we're doing on the roadway to, to make it safer. So if you uh, first want to keep you on the roadway, but if you inadvertently leave the roadway, can we provide you some type of safe recovery? And if not, least reduce that severity of that crash that occurs out there. Next is E is enforcement. Um, once again, our law enforcement officers do an important part reminding our drivers what our laws are and how they relate to safety. And third of the original E's, and definitely you know last in my order here, but definitely not least, is the education. And that starts all the way from, you know, really you think about as a young child riding your bike and walking to getting your first driver's license and then all the way through your driving life or your driving career, if you want to call it, what you can do um, to be safe out there and how you can interact with others. Now, with the advent of these uh, strategic highway safety plans, we realized the fourth E, and that's our emergency service people. Because even our vision of zero, we're not going to think that perhaps there's not going to be no crashes. So what if a crash occurs? Well, we want these emergency service people to be successful. Get out there during that golden hour to reduce your severity of your injury because they can get out there sooner. So once again, what can we do to make them successful? So that's really where we came up with four E's as part of our strategic highway safety plans. As you mentioned, Bob, there really is a fifth E. And that really is everybody else. Because the reason we say is the four E's, we do all this work, but it comes out that 90% of fatal crashes are due to driver behavior. Well, I try to do my best to influence driver behavior. Obviously, law enforcement does their best, but they can't be everywhere every time. And then education, we're going to hopefully influence you as you make decisions you go down the roadway. But once again, I always thought about this is that probably the most important safety feature in your vehicle is you, the driver. So that's where everybody else comes in. For all of us to be successful, the five E's have to work together. I appreciate that. So the five E's of traffic safety, I'll do it in the order I remember. Engineering, education, enforcement, EMS, and everybody else, right? That's correct. So do you have any stories about driver responsibility in the world that you live in? 30 plus years is quite some time to work for a department. I know you've run into somebody that doesn't realize that them being distracted is even an issue. Do you have any thoughts on well, that? And that's, where, that's an excellent point about not realizing your behavior, that, that distraction could be the cause of that crash. And it gets back to something we even realized here at MDOT in the last couple of years is that use the use of the word accident doesn't seem to give anybody responsibility. Oh, it was an accident. I spilled some milk, no harm, no foul. Really, so a big campaign we're pushing out here through MDOT and through the state of Michigan, crashes are not accidents, that there is a person, a thing, an event that that was responsible for that occurrence, for that collision. So having drivers realize that responsibility, then perhaps 
they can step forward and be less um, distracted while driving. And let's face it, you know, I can say all these things. I'm human too. You know, you're going to be distracted. You hear that phone ring. You hear the beep of a message. Your attention is drawn away. But what can we do to minimize that as much as possible and reduce that risk? Um, yesterday, I was on a, a webinar as part of Astro's uh, safety committee uh, for a virtual meeting. And one of the speakers was talking about what they're doing for TZD. And this gentleman from the Kentucky Transportation Cabinet, uh, Jason Sawala, he was actually talking about that time, the responsibility to freedoms. You know, absolutely, we have um, freedoms out there and we should fully support our freedoms. But once again, there's a reason why we have certain laws or even looking at suggested behaviors. And he had something, he was talking about uh, someone in his family about not wearing a seatbelt. Okay, well, that is a choice. Yes, in virtually every state is a requirement to wear a seatbelt. But once again, his quote was, is use your freedom to make a smart choice. I want you to have your freedom, but please use it so you arrive safely at home tonight. Mark Bott for the Michigan DOT. I appreciate that, especially the part about use crashes versus accidents, although on the other side of it, people know what accidents are. and I can understand that, but I, I appreciate you sharing that. Thank you much for your time today. Thank you. We are out of time, so I'll leave you with this. Be safe, driving conversations, keeping traffic calm, and saving lives. This is the Traffic Calm Network.